0: assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Welcome to the first episode of the Ark of Thoughts podcast. Today's episode we're going to be discussing the issue of materialism and Muslims. We're not going to be able to cover everything that we want to cover. Um, there's a lot to discuss within this topic. But what we've tried to do is we've tried to come up with three sections um, that we want to discuss and we want to talk about. Uh, we've just wrote a couple of notes maybe on each, the whole the whole plan around this podcast. Is to keep it unscripted to keep it raw um, to talk whatever comes to our mind at that particular time and uh, we can go from there so the three sort of topics that we want to talk about is how do we as muslims in this country or in the west how do we use the money that we have or maybe that we don't have and we're still using <laughs> um, how are we you know generating our income um, and maybe i might talk about some tips and tricks um, and finally, the last thing that I want to talk about, and that's quite of an interest to me, is Get Rich Quick schemes. Um, I want to discuss about the kind of things and the kind of pitfalls that some of the youth that we know um, have fallen into, um, some of the things that exist out there, because sometimes as elder brothers, elder sisters, or maybe even ourselves, we're involved in, in schemes like this, with high hopes, high expectations, and we lose big, uh, and it can have big impacts, not just on our lives, on the lives of our family members, but also for our long-term future as well. Um, so let's get started. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. So Kasim, you know, we want to talk about the money and how, how we use the money, the monies. Uh, how we use money that we have or money that we don't have. Um, how do you see Muslims in the West currently utilizing money?
1: I think it's very important to look at different aspects. Uh, we had the, our parents, mm-hmm. and that generation, uh, understand what I'm saying. That generation may not have been educated, uh, maybe our mothers and our fathers didn't go to university like we did, mm-hmm. but I can handle my say that, alhamdulillah, they have a lot more sense, and they actually understood economics better than we do. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people now who have gone through gone through the education system, who have gone to university, who have got degrees, yet they've fallen into this trap of materialism. Mm-hmm. For example, the background of us is that we are actually immigrants to this country. Our parents came from maybe India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. For the majority of Muslims in Britain, this is our background. <coughs> and our parents came and they worked in manual labour jobs. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of our fathers used to work in the mills, and then, you know, after that, they used to work, you know, as taxi drivers or did work in restaurants or whatever jobs they were. Very few had the opportunity to actually go to university and to get a degree and to make an actual career out of their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our mothers, most of them, are housewives, you know, like, Hundred I you know our Islam and our culture is very well intertwined. So, you know, they were at home looking after the house, looking after their expenses. And many of our parents, some of them may not even be able to speak English. But what I see is that, alhamdulillah, the elder generation, they were very very smart in their mind. They came to this country, they earned money, but they saved money. And they only spent on those things, which are necessities, on those things which they needed. Mm-hmm. And why am I mentioning this? Because if you look at that generation now, our generation, the guys in the 20s and 30s, we seem to be educated, as they want to say in the West, yet we fall into all the pitfalls that our parents or the elderly people used to tell us about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For example, the first issue that we will talk about is, finance (laughs) everybody now has some sort of thing in his life on finance and for me when i see finance first of all i see a person he's spending money that he doesn't have he's aspiring for something which may be of the latest model and the third thing is most of the time he doesn't even need that thing So Mm -hmm. it's just a very basic thing. How many people now have their cars on finance? Mm -hmm. Okay. This might offend some people, but how many people have their cars on finance? Mm -hmm. The average car on finance, let's just break it down. £200, £300, the top end costs £350, £450. So a person is spending £400 a month for a car that he doesn't even own. Mm -hmm. He has to put a deposit down. And if he doesn't make the payments every month, then uh, you get, I'm sure most of them, some of them, they are 0%, 0% interest, More most of them, they get, get charged interest at a ridiculous rate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then after that, just say a person was to lose his job, like look what happened in COVID. A lot of people, they went to furlough or, or they got cut or they did lose their jobs and they had all these things on finance and they couldn't make these payments.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And people are putting themselves into these desperate positions just to look good in front of others. Mm-hmm. You know. And for me, a car is a car. It takes you from A to B. It doesn't need to be the latest car. As long as it's a good car and it works and doesn't have so any problems, you're more safer <laughs> purchasing a car like our parents did, which we did the job rather than getting the latest model.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which yeah, it looks nice, but in reality, it's actually causing you more problem mm-hmm. than actually gain because the money that you spend every month, that's money gone out of your bank account at the end of three years of your lease. You don't want the car if you do want the car, you got to pay 10, 15 grand for the car. Mm-hmm. For, for for me, that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah. yeah, I, I think, think you might want one is... out, yeah. Yeah, I think this is a really important point. It's it's a question that a lot of times what happens is the peer pressure of your community, of society, given it just sort of spirals. Once one person does it, then the next does it, then the next does then the next does it. And it's just going to continue. We're just going to keep going down that rabbit hole. And like I said, I think the problem is, is that it's not a need, it's a want. We have no problems with spending money on things which are luxurious, you know? Um, That's not the problem here. The problem here is it doesn't make sense financially for you to put yourself into a situation like that. You know, even if you go to buy a low spec car, it's going to cost you a lot lot more to buy that car brand new. And immediately that car is going to lose its value. Okay. Um, it's ridiculous. The amount of value that a car loses within the first three years of its life.
1: Just have to be driven off the
0: yeah as soon as it gets one mile on the odometer it's lost value
1: value straight away after doing one mile it's crazy Mm
0: -hmm. yeah within within normally within three years um of a car coming out of the showroom most likely it's lost half of its value um if you don't believe me just go on auto trader and check you know what's the difference between the car that you might be looking at to buy brand new and that same car that's a three-year-old model okay um and that's ridiculous, yeah. you know, half your money, we're not talking about a few hundred quid here, we're talking tens of thousands of pounds, okay? Um, especially given that we touched upon in the first episode, that the Muslim demographic is one that is not of a high socioeconomic background, then this is really important, because we're spending money on those things, which we don't necessarily need, yeah. which aren't important, which means we can't spend the money on the things which are important, yeah. which are needed. And that's the problem, you see? And the problem
1: is, is that these things which are on finance, it's all for that materialistic gain of looking good mm. but the thing is who are you trying to impress yeah okay because you've got a good car uh, in 2021 but in one year's time or in six months the latest model is going to come out then it's going to come out and it's just going to keep going and you're never going to get a lot of race mm. and one thing I, I do want to mention I did ask his permission before as well is that once you go to a certain level of a lifestyle mm-hmm. it's very very hard to come down from it mm. You, you, got, you got what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. just say you're driving uh, a brand new Range Rover. Mm-hmm. To go down to the, just say, a Vauxhall Astra, for mm-hmm. example, is very, very hard. Why? Because society automatically thinks, what's happened to this guy?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, one second, this guy was driving a nice car. Why is he driving a normal car, as we would say. Mm-hmm. You know? And for people, as you mentioned, the peer pressure is too much, mm-hmm. you know? So, I just want to mention one story of a uh, youth in our own community. Who went through the struggle and Alhamdulillah, through the will of, will of Allah that he came over it. Mm-hmm. So one of our friends called Ami Malik, you can we'll really link his YouTube channel in in the description as well. Is that he's one of our one of our friends? I've known him since I was five years old. Uh, a very very simple person, very very simple person. Uh, alhamdulillah, you know he just prays his salah, comes to the masjid. But in terms of deen or anything, not very educated as you would say, you know, just very simple. Alhamdulillah just does what he needs to do. So Alhamdulillah, he but this thing he didn't buy his car on finance. He bought a, a BMW BMW three series. Mm-hmm. You know, the blue one that he had. MashaAllah, you know, he bought yeah. he bought it out in money he had the cash, you know. Yeah. So when he bought it, I said you know Alhamdulillah, nice car. And he goes, Yeah, this was like one of my desires. You know, I wanted to do, this was my dream car. I said, MashaAllah is good, you've done it. Yeah. I said, he's not on finance. He goes, you know, he goes, Alhamdulillah. Then after six months a year, he comes to me and he goes, you know what, a lot of people are my friends now mm. Because I've got this car people are always asking me Oh, when you're taking us out, when we're we going here, when you go going there And then a year later he said to me, he goes I don't want this car anymore I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know that uh, that desire
2: Because
1: mm. he's going, you know, the novelty is one-off So he said, what shall I do? So I just said to him, why don't you just sell it? Just get a normal car mm. And he goes, y- yeah, like I might as well Like I've got the car I always wanted, my dream car and now that, world, that novelty is gone, uh, the buzz has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, so Alhamdulillah, he sold his BMW 3 Series, which looked very, very nice, mashallah. And he just bought a normal car. Mm-hmm. And he goes to me, at the time that he was sending his car, loads of his friends, loads of people saying to him, Is everything alright? You know, you're not depressed? What's going on? Why are you downgrading? Why are you not upgrading? And he goes, no, he goes, I just need to get a car to get from A to B. Uh, why do I need to drive a car which is this expensive And I can just get a normal car which is less expensive And save some money on the side mm-hmm. And use it for other things which are beneficial yeah, for me yeah. So he sold his car And now he just drives a normal car And he goes to me He goes I'm the happiest I've ever been
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know he goes Some of those friends went away just because of the car But he goes Alhamdulillah He goes I'm the happiest I've ever been mm-hmm. He goes, It was a big hurdle though He goes You know that pressure of society to go over it was very very difficult But he goes Alhamdulillah Through the will of Allah I did it And I think that If a person like Ami Amari can do it Somebody that we know
0: Then a lot of other people can do it and get over that societal pressure
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah definitely completely agree i think the the thing to mention here though is kasim is we're not talking about it from a perspective of permissibility yeah, yeah, islamically yeah. If obviously we aren't trained to deliver um the the reasoning behind that no give the fatwa ourselves okay so we're not talking about no, permissibility no. we're talking about whether it makes logical sense to yeah, do this and I think, like, a lot of times what happens is people jump into these kind of contracts and stuff, and they don't actually know what the contract is stating, what's actually going to happen during the contract, what's going to happen at the end of the contract. Do you own the car? Who owns the car? Like, during a finance contract, who is the, the liable owner of the car? Are you the liable owner? Is the garage that you bought it from, are they the liable owner? What happens at the end of the contract? How much do you need to pay? A lot of time, honestly, like, yeah. people don't actually know, like... What's the amount that I need to pay at the end of the contract that I signed up for? It's all
1: in that small, you... small writer, isn't it? No,
0: it's... Most people just see the car. Yeah. Most people see the car. Mm.
1: That's what they want. Yeah. Uh, they sign anything which is put in front of them and they hand over whatever.
2: Yeah. And they don't yeah. even know
1: what the interest rate is. Maybe, what is it? Some, some like, or like 24%. Mm. Crazy. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you miss a payment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I think, like I said, it's big trouble. Um. You need to be careful about the way that you manage your money. You need to be careful about the way that you spend your money. And especially in schemes like this, the problem is you don't know what's going to happen in your life within the next one year, two years, three years, five years. Okay, The length of the, sp- the span of the contract that you signed up for, you don't know what's going to happen in your life. Um, Halat, conditions can come upon us. Yeah. And our conditions can change. doesn't matter how rich we are now yeah. or how much we're earning now. It's not going to make much of a difference. If something happens in our life yeah. which causes drastic change, then he could have a heavy influence on our finance. And that person who is heavily involved in finance deals and these kind of um, contracts, then he's just asking for trouble yeah. uh, and putting himself in a huge dilemma. You see, the problem is, Kasim, when something like that happens, and you know, we pray to Allah that it doesn't happen to people, to, to anybody, to anybody okay? yeah, yeah. but when things like that happen, you go into a deeper hole. Yeah. You go further down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And that's the only way that you feel is a way out of it and this is this is the issue you see but let's move on we've talked about finance um one of the things that i wanted to caveat here is we don't really want to talk about mortgages at the moment i think that deserves like an entire separate conversation um home purchase plans which are the are seen as the islamic solution um which some scholars advocate for some scholars don't i know that there's a debate amongst people um and also a lot of people who are non-scholars um who are looking to maybe buy a house they Sort of debate about not the permissibility, but more um, the ethics behind home purchase plans, yep. um, and also about the conventional mortgages as well, because obviously we need to talk about that. But mm-hmm. let's leave that. Let's sideline that. Let's
1: leave the finance. Um,
0: okay. Next thing that we want to talk about is, um, and I think weddings maybe sits close with finance deals, finance packages. Yeah, I think
1: it's um, a huge issue in our community which we need to speak about and address. Yeah, I let you lead on this one because i don't know you <laughs> <laughs>
0: just because i'm married doesn't mean that i can be the only one that talks about this um but yeah as as kassim mentioned as well you know a lot of people spend a lot of money at weddings um just for one-off things you see like i said before i'm not i'm not advocating for a person to live a life in which he doesn't spend money i understand the need to spend money on luxurious things as well i remember one of my friends um he mentioned to me once and uh i won't say who um but he said to me, you know, when your kids are screaming in the back of the car and they're all crying and you're driving that nice Beamer down the motorway, you know, if your kids are screaming and they're giving you a hard time, at least in your heart, you'll think, yeah, I'm driving a nice car and I'm signing luxury, wherever I'm going, right? And, you know, if you can afford it, if you can afford that kind of lifestyle and if you can afford that thing, then by all means, go ahead and treat yourself. Treat yourself, treat your family, look after your friends, you know, um, no harm in doing that. But when it comes to weddings, the problem that I see is... We've gone away from um, we've gone away from this this concept of it being a happy occasion and calling people to to enjoy the occasion with us more to calling people to see what we can show off about. Yeah. You see, and there's a certain difference between the two. One is you know the the Prophet when a nikah would take place in the time of the Sahaba, <clears throat> um, the Prophet Wasallam the Sunnah of the Prophet is to feed people, is to do walima and to feed people. So the feeling was to partake in the joyous occasion um, and to be aware that a wedding had taken place. Okay. But we've like I said, we've come away from that. Our our job of inviting people to weddings is to show them the might and the strength of our finance, the money that we don't have. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the issue, you know, and people spend money on ridiculous things in weddings. Let's be honest, you know. Um, if you're married, don't think about your own wedding because it's very difficult to think about the things that you've spent on your own wedding. If you're not married, and if you are married, look at some of the weddings that you've been to. You know, some of the weddings that you've seen take place. Yeah. Um, and like you we said, we're not, we're not talking necessarily about the people that need to be invited. This is like our custom within our culture yeah. that we invite a lot of people. Kheed, leave that to one side. But what were the kind of things that you saw, that money was spent on, that wasn't really required? You know, we didn't it didn't add anything, you know? Nobody talks about it until today, okay, you know, such and such a person's wedding my man had a horse and carriage bro he showed up in a you know horse and carriage more they're talking about you saying he turned up in a horse and carriage what a flipping idiot yeah. right um and i think this is the thing that it goes back to this thing of a desire of wanting to show off about who we are um and i think what we have to realize is as men in our mid-20s we're not men that are made as yet okay we're men that are on the journey to becoming men you yeah. know Later on in life, after the age of 40, 50, 60 if Allah gives us the life that long inshallah yeah, then we can talk about ourselves as you know, as men but that's not the case right now and we need to be careful, especially in this day and age with the way that uh, money is circulating inside of this capitalistic society we need to be careful about what we're spending money on especially in our younger days because the more that we look after our finances the more that it's going to serve us better in the long term yeah. Okay, things are getting harder you not getting easier. Okay. We talk about our parents and when they bought houses and the amounts that they bought houses for in comparison to the, the wage that they were earning. Nowadays it's much more difficult. You're not gonna get easier. If you're sat there thinking that it's going to get easier for our generation or the future generation or our kids to come in the future, you're delusional, you know? Yeah, you're not thinking straight. It's gonna get worse. Yeah, no, so prepare. Like
1: that, that just like you just mentioned about houses, but look at weddings like some weddings you hear like oh, they spent a hundred grand on a wedding mm-hmm. on one day mm-hmm. like people uh, obviously you can ask other people about marriage advice but marriage is a thing which is going to last you until death inshallah you know if mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's, that's the goal of marriage mm-hmm. and people are spending maybe 60, 70 you can buy a house or put a good deposit down on a house for that amount of money but yet people are blowing it in one day why as we said to show off to others mm-hmm. to look good in front of others mm-hmm. you know to show that look at us And the thing is, all the logic, all the things that we know, which make sense, they all go out the window, you know, Mm -hmm. on these occasions. Mm -hmm. And this is why you see that a lot of people have problems when they do get married, you know. The the happiest people that I know, uh, some of the people who got married during the past two years, where the wedding was very, very small. They invited close family, close friends. They had a very, very good meal. And, you know, they said that it was the best thing we ever did. You know, we saved a lot of money.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. We saved a lot of hassle. Alhamdulillah, we got married. I'm happy yeah. you know compared to people who have these like these grand weddings and then you know six months here you know love saves all the way here or there's a divorce and stuff happen or you know the, the complications
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and you just think oh my god all the money we just wasted on on one mm-hmm. day you know yeah and uh, these things they, they don't make sense to me logically it just, yeah, yeah. just don't make sense
0: yeah i think this is an important thing you know divorces and marriage is not working out is not something new um it's going to it's going to happen. Yeah. Allah save us from it, but it is going to happen. There are going to be people that are going to be not compatible. Um, so it's important that we don't put too much investment of time or assets um, into something which you know, which might become rocky. You know, this is always my advice to people as well, that you know, when once you've established your relationship, once you've established your marriage, that's when you start looking for yeah. uh, a longer term future, your your house or your cars, or you start investing or looking into your long term plans. But originally, when a person gets married, you know they need to they need to establish a relationship first. But I think one of the other things that you wanted to talk about is: are these new phenomenons? Um, have things like this occurred before in the past? It's weird because. Uh, I was reading a book, I'll mention the book
1: It's called Fusul Al-Ijtama'iyya From uh, an Arabic, uh, how do I say, uh, Arabic thinker, thinker, writer He was a literalist, he was, you know, a faqee He was a Qadi, you know, he was, a, he was a genius basically Ali Tantabi, his name is Ali Tantabi So he was actually from Syria Born there in 1900s And then he was a Qadi in Saudi Arabia he Traveled to, to many countries He was a very big scholar as well so reading one of his books and this book is, I recommend any, any person who can't read Arabic to read this book The reason is because he breaks down society mm-hmm. and all these things that we're talking about Finance and marriage, and he, he mentions all of these because, the, uh, you know, youngsters or young people would send him questions and say, look, we got this problem, mm-hmm. what's the solution? Yes. And he would write them back and Alhamdulillah, his, uh, he's actually got uh, speeches, as well, which you can find on YouTube, but they're in Arabic and stuff So his grandson, Alhamdulillah, pa- compiled all these things, so I was reading so there's one chapter, He says Kullu ala So everything on finance mm-hmm. So he mentions the story of him and his friend And you have to remember that when they were in Syria Syria was under the occupation of France mm-hmm. Meaning that they were under colonial, colonial France And they were living under French rule mm-hmm. And he goes Unfortunately for us as Syrians living there Is that we took the habits The bad habits of the French And we left the good all they had." He goes He was with his friend Who was also a judge And in Islam, if you want to be a judge, uh, you've got to study to a very, very high level, mm-hmm. you know. And he goes, one day they left work and he said to his friend, uh, before we go uh, just to, you know, eat or something uh, outside, I just need to go pay something off. And he goes, okay, let's go. So he goes with his friend who's also a judge. And he goes, oh, I've got to go pay. I've got to go get a new table and I've got go a new mirror. Uh, I've got to get a new radio. And he goes, "Why?" Well, he goes, the old one that paid bit new, the wife said to me, because when our guests come over, we want to impress them. And he goes, so how are you paying for this? He goes, oh, on finance. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, just 20 liters here, 20 liters there, 20 liters there. And he goes, okay. He goes, are you done?" he goes, no, I've got to go somewhere else. He goes, oh, I've got to go pay for my bed." He goes, on finance? He goes, yeah, on finance. <laughs> and he goes, he went to all these different places and he's paying for everything on finance. So he said to him, uh, you know all the earns very good means He goes, of your salary, how much do you have left? He goes, about uh, from 800 litres have about 100 litres left So he goes, how do you pay for your food and your bills? He goes, uh, you don't, that's all on finance as well much. Then he goes, he says in Arabic, he goes, in the heart he goes in the holidays and he goes. This is not a blessing. He goes. This is actually a disaster and a calamity which has come to you. Mm-hmm. You know that all your things are on finance. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, he he's writing about this in the fifties and sixties. You know, because this sort of materialist, materialistic world under French rule, it's a Western sort of ph- phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that when when Syri- Syrians used to move house mm-hmm. back in the fifties in Syria, he goes they would take everything. They need three four vans because you know everything was on finance. They bought stuff that they didn't need. Mm-hmm. Because but when the French used to move, it would just be one van. And we, all the things which you need and they take you to the place. You know, so these things are not actually f- new phenomenon's. Yeah. But one of the things I do encourage, and we will talk about this in another podcast, is to read, is to read about history, to understand the different systems which you are inside the world and what, what are going on and how they affect us as well. Yeah, definitely. That's something that we just wanted to mention there as well. Like it's, yeah. not, it's not something, finance is not something new. It's just been rebranded and it's been advertised to you now in the most beautiful manner. Because mm-hmm. they say to you, this will only cost you... Uh, Forty-five pounds a week, and that doesn't sound a lot to you. But when you times it buy four, that's two hundred fifty pounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then by the months and the year, even in you know in America, you know what they say? Mm-hmm. They say you can get this car, but for three for for the price of two Starbucks coffees a day. That oh, only two, that's nothing. Mm. Once you start to add that up, <laughs> it, it adds up to big money. Mm-hmm. i be everything now It's been advertised to in a very nice manner, yeah. and a lot of people are falling for it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think but, um, let's move on from the angel. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a couple of tips and advice about. Um, how we use money, um, I think it's really important to mention here. We've talked about large-scale purchases, but the problem also exists in smaller purchases as well, like especially with the with the ease of things like Amazon um, and Amazon Prime and how quickly you can get things. Everything's at our fingertips, you see, and um, some people just go on purchasing sprees, constantly, constantly, constantly getting delivery after delivery, day after day. I think it's important, you know, we don't fall into this kind of trap. And one of the things that I was taught is, when we're making small scale smaller purchases spend three days thinking about whether do i actually need this thing that i'm actually going to buy this object that i'm going to buy spend three days thinking about it first do i need to buy it do i need it is it going to how is it going to benefit my life um after three days if you decide yeah you know what, i actually need this product fantastic but if not then you need to think um if you are in this cycle of continuously buying things as well you need to think, how is it hurting you? Yeah. How is it hurting your long-term future? Um, and inshallah, try to come out of that. Yeah. There, are ways, there, are, there are ways that we can. And we are engrossed. We have to admit to it. Yeah, don't go, yeah. um, and then move on from there and take action. Um, and I think, finally, I think the last thing to sort of mention around this is buy quality products. Oh, yeah. You know? I
1: um, that lasts for, for a long time.
0: Yeah, we've talked about spending money and spending large amounts of money. But sometimes you make a purchase of... I don't know. let's say for example you go to buy a bookshelf okay you can buy like the august branded bookshelves but it might not be that it's the best quality right whereas you might go to another particular company and they might be able to provide you with a with a more quality service for a slightly higher price Yeah, it is what it is you know if you're going to purchase something which you plan to keep in your house or whatever it may be buy something that's quality um look at something that's quality yeah. if you don't have the tools or the the mind or the understanding to understand how to recognize what quality is then get somebody who might yeah. you know you might have a friend who knows about cars take them with you yeah yeah um you might know somebody that that can help you in buying x particular product use them use their expertise yeah. i think
1: um, one thing that we do want to mention as well is that this whole thing of finance potato is living within your means mm-hmm. if you earn for example just say a thousand pounds a month don't be spending one thousand five hundred pounds a month why because it's going to catch up with you And you're yeah. going to end up in debt And it's going to eventually you ruin your life Live within your means Whatever Allah SWT has given to you mm-hmm. Live If you're in 2,000 Live within that means But don't mm-hmm. live a life of a person who earns 4,000 When you're only mm-hmm. bringing in 2,000 It's one of the main things Live within your means You know And try to live a good life I And mean, we're mm-hmm. not saying
0: or, oh, Live a good life Alhamdulillah But within
1: your means yeah, You know Definitely Don't be
0: excessive mm-hmm. You know I think um, To add to this Like another little tip That I would give as well Which is something that I follow Um is be, be very careful about how you allocate your money to different things as well. Um, you know, you might want to sit down with your finances, and this is really important. If you're unmarried, you need to sit down with your finances regularly. You know, every couple of months, every three months, every four months, every six months, or at least every year, review your finances. And if you are married, then sit with your partner. Talk about these things. It's really important that you communicate with your partner about your spending habits. Habits as a couple, as individuals, um, you understand what your income is. Um, if there are ever going to be any changes to your income or your expenditure, you need to talk about it together. Okay. Um, one of the things that I um I actually use is as soon as my so I work a 95 job, um, and as soon as my pay packet comes in, I sort my salary. So immediately I know if you were to ask me now, Cassim, yep. and if I wanted to tell you about. Um, if you were to ask me how much my bills come to a month, I can tell you yeah. to the pound that this is how much my bills come to every month, okay? Um, because what I do is as soon as my salary comes in, that portion of my money, yeah. which I know that is going for bills, has already gone to one side, okay? I allocate a set amount of money um, which we use for our normal day-to-day expenses, okay? And also, I then allocate a set amount of money that I'm saving, or putting away for saving mm. for long-term. And it's really important that we all save for our long-term future. Like we've mentioned things aren't going to get easier they're going to get more difficult so we need to prepare okay um and going beyond that i've talked about saving and this is like a practical tip that i've tried to give for trying to save money but we also need to look into investing as well and this is an entire separate topic that we need to get into um is there anything else that you want to mention in terms of like income uh no i think we've
1: mentioned touched upon, upon a lot of things um from the, you know, I think we can move on from that, to be honest. If okay. anybody has any questions, put them in the comments. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about anything, let us know. And we can do on a yeah. different uh, podcast, inshallah.
0: Yeah. So, I think finally, to end with, the one thing that, I, like I said, I was quite interested to talk about was uh, these get-rich-quick schemes. And I've just mentioned just a couple of minutes ago about investing. And there's a difference between investing, custom and there's a difference between gambling. Yeah. Okay. Um and they're two very different things but you see in over the last year or so and over the last few years i've noticed a change within the mentality of young people okay um and i don't want to i don't want to be this kind of person that says when we were young and yeah. be delusional that our generation was better. no it yeah, wasn't no, no. our generation were involved in many problems as well pyramid schemes, schemes. yeah that's what we're known for yeah yeah our generation was known for pyramid schemes um and these pyramid schemes were unethical because the product itself that you were you were selling was the people that were below you. Yeah. You weren't selling the utility, you were selling the people that were below you, okay? Um, and it's really important to understand the ethics behind it. I remember there were people that were involved in that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, those pyramid schemes were, although unethical, uh, I'm not going to go into the halal or the haram, but they weren't detrimental to one's finances to an extent where no. people are losing thousands of pounds most of the count. time
1: it was a one-off payment yeah and then I got that payment back but that yeah,
0: was yeah it. yeah whereas in the last couple of years some of the things that we've heard about yeah. from some of the youth that we know um has been crazy in the in the amount of money that we're talking Scams that have taken place oh, yeah. that people have been involved in. I think recently a few years back there was like the Universal Credit scam in which people—it's actually still going on. Yeah, that's actually still that going people on. were in that were and are still involved in in which they're trying to scam the government of thousands of pounds. But the government catches up. You see, um, they're not stupid. There are going to be some people that slip through the net naturally. Everything it always happens like that. Okay, but majority of them people have been caught and they've been told to repay the money that they've claimed, yeah. and it has been in. The few thousands of pounds, okay? But we know of people that have been in even worse situations. Okay. And the whole thing is, is they've been trying to get money fast. You see, we always grew up with this concept, and this is a concept that I wouldn't say sorry, we didn't grow up with it. We just understood the concept as individuals. I wouldn't say as a generation either, okay. Um, but it's important that you as an individual, you're listening as well, that you understand this concept of if your hands aren't getting dirty. Then that money is not clean, yeah. okay, and it's a really important concept. If you're putting in a graft, if you're doing something for your money, then that money that you're getting is clean money, is good money, is halal money, okay, it's money that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in. Yeah. But if you're not getting your hands dirty, and I don't mean you have to do manual labor, okay, um, but if you're not getting your hands dirty, if you're not getting tired by doing your job, you'll notice yourself, you're content, your heart's not content. Yeah with you not doing something to earn money and that money is not going to be beneficial for you okay and there have been many things that have occurred like that i think currently the trending thing is platforms such as like trading 212, etoro, free trade platforms like this have provided the opportunity for young people or old people um, the ability to invest in particular stocks shares um, other assets But the problem is we didn't learn which assets to invest in. We used apps like TikTok or the word of mouth from people to invest in stocks, to invest in crypto and the the person who's divulging in this is thinking yeah my money is going to multiply or my money is going to grow exponentially you know this month I'm going to put in x amount and I'm going to get the same amount back next month and it's going to grow 100% month on month on month. It doesn't happen like that okay and you have to understand investing is a long-term strategy. Yeah. If you're in it for the short term, if you're in it for the short term, it's gambling. Okay, and this is a really important distinction between the two. Yeah. Okay, I own assets, but I have an understanding of how them assets work. Yeah. Okay, and Inshallah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll discuss, you know, how how to screen stocks, for example, yeah. um, to make sure that they are halal, to make sure that uh, we are going to into into investments that are going to be beneficial for the long term. And I think finally, I think the last thing to end on is only invest that money that you're willing to lose. Okay. If you are going to go down the line of investments and you are going to invest in crypto, into stocks, in other assets, that's fine. It's your choice. We can't stop you. We can't turn around and say to you and grab you by your hand and say, no, you're not doing that. Okay. But we can try to provide you with our sincere advice. And my sincere advice is, only play with that money that you're willing to lose. Yeah. If you're not if you lost that money and it would be detrimental to your finances and your ambitions and your long-term assets, and it would send you into a, a low mental health state, then that's problematic. Okay.
1: It's like when we were young, we always, we always heard like these simple quotes, but that they're, they're like golden, like if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. You know. And the thing about money is that this is just what I believe anyway, just the system of Allah. Allah has divided up your sustenance and he gives it to you bit by bit. Why would Allah give all your sustenance at once? Mm-hmm. You know? And also there's another thing I want to point out to our generation is having money at a very, very young age is not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Because with money comes responsibility. And what happens when a person's young, he has all this energy and he has time. And most of the time, unfortunately, if a person his head is not screwed on, he doesn't have the right mentality. Most of that money is wasted, mm-hmm. you know. And as we know, that every person will be asked what what Allah has given to him, what he spent it on, you know. If it is halal, Alhamdulillah. If it is haram, know, Allah, Allah saves, you know. So even having money at a young and this is the thing which is now on social media is to rise. Or oh, look at Zuckerberg. He may, he was a billionaire in his twenties and his thirties, you know. But having loads of money at at a very young age is all, sometimes not the best thing for you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And the thing is, if something's too good to be true if you get returns of investments of 100% or 200% something sounds a bit dodgy you know yeah. but yeah we we'll do that for
0: now okay so we'll call it an end to the episode for that for today yeah. um, there are things that we've missed out naturally um, we've tried to talk about um, as much as we can uh, without wanting to try to extend it um, if you've got any comments that you'd like to share about this particular yeah. topic then feel free to leave them in the comments below yeah. um, if there's anything that you feel that we've missed it. if you've got any ex- any experiences
1: that is one thing uh that i do say is that put them in the comments so other people can benefit you don't know what experience you may have somebody else may have had it mm-hmm. and you know somebody else may benefit you know so don't be scared you no know, social media is there for all of us you know to take the good and take the bad mm-hmm. you know so if you have a if you have, even if you have some advice that we've missed out put it down in the comments you know, we're mm-hmm. all here today and all here to benefit ourselves
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay so like share and subscribe um Subscribe to our YouTube channel, share with your friends and family, Um, and like this video. Inshallah, the next episode that we're planning to talk about is, we're talking about um, hairstyles, dress code, and uh, fashion. Um, For Muslims. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, please tune in to the next episode um, of the Ark of Thoughts podcast. Um, Thank you very much for listening today.
1: as alaykum.